Welcome to Becoming Church, the podcast where we discuss how the message and movement of Jesus is not just about becoming Christians, but about becoming the church. I'm your host, Kristen Mockler-Young, and I'm so glad you are joining the conversation. Welcome back, friends. This is an episode that I have actually really been looking forward to. I am talking to Anthony Russo, who you may know from TikTok or Instagram as the guy who dresses up as Bible characters on the Bible is Funny account. Anthony, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for being here. Now, to me, this is silly because I know absolutely what you're doing, but I know there are still people who are not on TikTok. They're like Instagram reels. What? What? What exactly is it that you do? <laughs> Tell people that don't know. And it's such a fair question. So, um, yeah, this is uh, what, what I'm doing right now, I guess is the best way to say it, is I'm doing a lot of uh, uh, videos <laughs> where we will use like a, a trending sound or something, uh, or we'll do like a skit and we'll kind of bring to life uh, a Bible story. And I, and I generally like to do like obscure Bible stories that people may or may not be familiar with uh and then we'll like act it out and we'll do it in the in it sounds like it's basically like if the chosen would have like not prepared for what <laughs> they're doing uh, then they'd okay. be doing what i'm doing you know what i mean just yeah. one person we're doing what the chosen was doing and they were kind of lazy about it and they yeah. just didn't they didn't prepare as much then you get the bible it's funny that's a really great explanation because if I, now that I'm thinking about your account, because I love you, like I remember the first time I found you, I think I was scrolling TikTok in bed and I probably laid there for 20 minutes, just like laughing out loud. I was like, I'm watching every single thing this guy has ever done. So I can see how if you watched it like on mute, it would look like the chosen because you dress up, you do wigs and green screens and the whole right. deal. But right. then if you only heard it, it's random, like a random clip from Anchorman or, you know, That's Willy right. Wonka or Shit's <sighs> Creek or whatever. And so it's like, That's right. and then you lip sync them and then yep. you make it fit. I don't, you are so good at, do you think that most of your followers know the Bible stories? Like you said, you pick obscure ones. I mean, those to me are the funniest ones where there's yeah. no explanation, but it's just this little niche detail and I like lose it yeah I know I hope that that part of the um uh goal of the project from the beginning has been that if you don't know the bible story that we'll do something and introduce it to you in a way that one uh, can be funny without knowing the whole bible story um because yeah. I, I, I don't want to make anyone feel like um I don't want to make anyone feel like they're they're less than because they don't know the bible back and sure. forth because really the whole the whole uh project started from me being in church for my whole life that I could remember and not knowing huge blocks of the Bible, like not knowing whole books essentially of the Bible. So uh, one of the goals of the project has always been like, I want, I want people's response to be to laugh and then to go like, wait a minute, is that real? Like, is that really in there? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll get like, one of my favorite comments to see is like, I just looked this up and this is like legit. This is really awesome. in the Bible. And I'm like, I know, right? Like <laughs> you'd think the book's been around for like 2000 years or whatever. We would have covered more of, you know, general knowledge would have covered more of this. 
uh, longer than 2000 years, parts of it. So yeah, yeah. it just is, uh, it's, it, that's, that's what I, do. I think they know, I try to make it in a way that you don't have to have read this and stu- and done a Bible study about it to really get the joke. Yeah. But if you have one of my little rules I make for myself is I, I also want to honor the person that has and, and not do anything that's like untrue or not do anything that's like misrepresenting yeah. um, that particular story, just to be funny. I, I want it to stay true to the text uh, and also maybe point out a text that people aren't familiar with. Yeah. But I think as someone who, I mean, I, I'm with you, like I grew up, I've been in the church my entire life. Right. And mm-hmm. even still now in ministry, full-time ministry as a pastor, I still read stuff sometimes. And I'm like, wait, really? <laughs> Either right. I don't remember this. Like, I think I've read the whole thing. I know I've read the whole Bible at certain points. Right, right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? But still to go back and go, okay, so do I just not remember this? Or was yes. I focused on another detail or what? Because right. this is crazy. Like there is some wax stuff in there. Oh, I know. Yeah, 100%. And you know what I love is that it hits you differently at different points. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, like you'll different details will jump out at you at different stages of your life. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're a kid and you and you interact with a story, like it's so I had a friend that did this so beautifully. He 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 told the story of uh how the, the story of the flood hits you. And you're a kid, and like your big takeaway from the flood is there's a bunch of animals on a boat, and you're like right. doing coloring sheets with like, look at there's two giraffes and there's two elephants, and they're right. like that's your big takeaway. And then he's like, I, this is my friend telling the story. He's like, then I get older and I realized, like, oh, like processing the story that like everybody died, but one fam, like the the mass. <laughs> right that went on and it's just like that's what's so beautiful about this text is it the whole book comes to life it's it's um it's it's definitely not my my picture but it's it's so beautiful and accurate is it's got that diamond idea of every time you turn it every time you look at it differently something else is really cool and interesting and beautiful and sometimes funny about it yeah yeah that's I love that you brought that up you have no idea but that the concept of turning the gem is actually that's my Instagram like handle. And I have a whole like website dedicated to that idea because I'm with you. Like, let's see what we can learn from the Bible today. You Mm -hmm. know? So what is your, do you have a favorite weird Bible story or do you have a favorite Bible story that you've kind of discovered? Man, I don't, I don't, it's, I get this question so much that I should have a better answer, but (laughs) in general, these stories I love the most are the stories of the disciples interacting with Jesus directly. Um, I could talk about those all day long, eight days a week. Like they are so endlessly funny to me. Okay. Um, Tell me why there's one in particular that, uh, and I don't have the text in front of me, but, uh, so the disciples are going, they're going on a trip. I believe they're getting on a boat and the disciples, uh, collectively, or maybe it's one of them. We don't get the detail. Forget to bring bread. Like somebody's in charge of bringing bread. Someone's in charge of snacks. This happens on every trip, right? And then uh, Jesus' response to them is like, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. And uh-huh. and, he, and Jesus does like a teaching bit. And then their follow-up is like the disciples are kind of nodding and listening. And then one of them, and, and then the, the text actually points out the disciples thought he was talking about the bread that they forgot. <laughs> um, and I just love them because they are so uh, like us, I feel like. Yes. Like they are so us in the in the moment of these things, like, um, uh, there's, there's just great stories. I think it's 
James and John, who they come up on the city and the city doesn't want them to be there. And they're like, do you want us to call down fire from heaven and destroy the city for not welcoming right. us here? And Jesus is like, no, guys, like, <laughs> no, that's when, what have we done that makes you think that would be the proper response? Like there's yep. so many moments that they respond in these like, uh, you love Peter, right? At the, uh, when Jesus is uh, taken into captivity and Peter breaks the sword out and cuts somebody's ear. They're yep. just like, guys, you are literally spending every waking moment with God in human form. And yes. you were so off on you so much. You still don't get it. You still don't <laughs> like, get it. If anyone has spent the most time with him, right. it's you. Why? Right, right, right. Which honestly makes me feel better. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like <laughs> when I'm, you know, uh, 33, whatever I am now, and I've been as Christian as long as I can remember, and I'm still messing up stuff. And, and you just sort of think I should be leveling up, right? Like I should be getting past things. Yeah. I don't know why I still have these things. I know, I know what I'm supposed to say. I know what I'm supposed to do. I don't always do it. And then you go back to these moments. You're like, no, no, no. These guys were literally walking with Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and still... And still, you know, like missing it by, by quite a wide margin, like missing yes. it by quite a bit. Um, so I love those stories. Those stories are great. They're so human. They're so, um, yeah. they're, they're so like, man, there it is. Cause, cause you get those feelings of like, boy, I wish, you know, I could just see Jesus. I wish I could just talk to Jesus. And then you're like, yeah, you'd still wouldn't get it. You still right. wouldn't, you still you would miss still it. still focus still, on you know, the wrong things. Yes. Yeah. You, you yeah. it would be great. Of course it'd be great. They were, they were, their lives were changed. They, they went out and changed the world afterwards. So it's not, uh, it, it's, it just is such a, it speaks to the process of sanctification. It speaks to the journey that we're all on. Um, so I love the stories of the disciples. Those are definitely uh, a lot of my go-tos. Oh, there's a lot of good content to pull from in there. I love like John, I think you did this one recently. It's like, okay, mega point, right? Like Jesus, crucifixion, resurrection. There are probably some details. Like I would like to know the names of all the women that were there. Like that would be a cool detail right, right, that right, someone right, could right. have put in. But instead, John's like, I just need you to know that I ran there the fastest. Like, we both left. Like, John got there first. I'm a better runner. Like, okay. So funny. Okay. That yeah. story is is like very funny to me. And and that's one that you to me, I'm I'm always real sensitive with because it is such an important story, the story of the resurrection. Right. So I love honing in on details. There's another moment right before that where the where the women return, right? They like have that interaction. Yeah. And the and the body's not there. And they go back and they're like, We just we just went to the tomb and the body wasn't there. And this was the interaction we had. And the fact that John and Peter run to the tomb is just it's so hilarious to me and it's so like a microcosm of that male female dynamic sometimes uh -huh. right where my wife is like the remote's not working for the tv and i'm like oh okay and the first thing i do is i grab the remote and i'm pushing the buttons <laughs> it's like and i literally just said that the remote's not i literally just said he's not at the tomb and y'all went and ran you had to see for yourself to the tomb you had uh -huh. to go you couldn't just take my word for it uh -huh. that I, I was literally just right. there I just came from there. And when I, and when you said, we're going to go look for him, you started with, of the whole world, there was one place we could eliminate. I there's, he could have literally been anywhere. I'm telling you one place. He's not, he's not this place. And that's where you started. You started at that. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man, the disciples are 
crazy and so different. The more I read and the more I get to know them in a sense, I feel like they're all so different. Like they really were just like regular human people, you know, we're growing up. I was like, Oh, these, these 12 were special. And then because they're around Jesus, they were holy and smart and all the things. I'm like, Oh no, you weren't actually. Well, and you love too the, like how honed in on that point is like, I, uh, (laughs) just thinking about how much, uh, we drill in that, like, they're just normal. They're just fishermen people. They're just a bunch of dummies, you know what right. I mean? These guys were not special. And you just wonder if at some point they're receiving this in a way as they're seeing their legacies lived on. Like, okay, I wasn't that dumb. Right. <laughs> let the record show. I was, I was, yes, I wasn't like maybe this or this right. or that. There's just several times where I think Paul does it a couple of times too, where he's talking to that early church and it's like, you know, look at who God uses. You're not, these are people that are not special and they're not powerful and they're not right. this, not that. And you're just almost like, man, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. Yeah, well, we're not. Okay. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell me about, tell me about the process because you like, you look like a VBS, like scene come to life. Like you have wigs and the clothes and green screens or something. Where are you doing? How did you get all this? Yeah, I do it. It's in my house. And I, okay. uh, my, my, my wife for my birthday bought me like a green screen setup that I oh, I'll funny. set up. Um, and then I do, I had a, uh, I had a costume, uh, that was like a kind of a cloaky, that's kind of the base of everything. And then there's yeah. a variety of scarves involved in a variety of wigs. I've always been like a little, um, I feel like people overuse the word obsessed. It's not that far, but I love wigs. I just think okay. it's great. I'm a bald guy. So maybe okay. that's that's <laughs> where I'm like, I'm just yearning for another version of myself that's fully haired. Um, <laughs> but I, I used to always go to thrift stores like right after Halloween and I would just oh, buy brilliant. up a bunch of wigs uh, that they had lying around. So I, I am a little, I don't know that I've ever admitted this publicly, but the, the, I had a bag of wigs. Like I had a pretty extensive bag of wigs that was okay. ready for this project to take this turn. Okay. Um, and then I, <laughs> yeah, I had like a cloaky thing and then I'll do different scarves. And then I'm, try, I'm trying to keep track of like, when you do a character that you're matching that character with that wig and that scarf and the different things. So I get that all oh, set wow. up in my house. I get the green screen set up. Um, and then I, that we, that's how we knock them out. That's the process. Uh, Rach will shoot a lot of them, um, okay. which is silly. Cause she's like this incredible photographer. Like my wife is amazing photographer Okay. and, and, and <laughs> my use of her talents is she holds my, uh, stupid phone to do my stupid, uh-huh. um, <laughs> it's like having, I don't know, Leonardo da Vinci do your like finger painting for you. Um, <laughs> But she shoots a lot of them. Some of them I shoot myself. Uh, and that's how they, that's how the TikToks happen. That's awesome. Well, I love it. How did you start seeing that? The, like, have you always seen, I know you were, you talked about this as a project. Have you always read the Bible and found humor in it? Or was that something that you started looking for like deliberately? Yeah. Yeah, it was. There was definitely a moment of that. So like my, um, growing up, uh, most of my childhood that I can remember was just me and my mom. Uh, okay. I grew up with just like a single mom. Yeah, for, well, for a period of time, 
and then she she got married and so but really like that time with me and my mom the church was like a home for me like I was mm -hmm. always at church like we were just that was like my mom got saved in, during that time um and so we were just like at church all the time and it was like uh, we were our living situation was always like kind of uh for for a period of time was not ideal so just church became this like home base for me and it was like okay. I was there I was doing Wednesday nights I was doing Sundays I was doing like they did it the doors were open I was there at church and um so I really had this like great connection to church and so then the bible through that I was used to being taught the bible right like I had memorized whatever goofy amount of uh Awana things uh -huh. I had to memorize right like I so I had memorized a lot of the texts been taught to a lot of the texts and just had this great relationship uh with church and then uh but but like sneakily not so much with the Bible like I felt like me and the Bible were like colleagues more than like there was any sort of personal connection it was like yeah. all right yeah like this thing gets taught at me I sort of memorize it these are this is this is what it is and then I got to be an adult and uh, got married and was um, just kind of really looking at all that and and considering you know I really I say that this book means so much to me and I tell people this is the most important book ever written and this is a life-changing book uh, and yet there's like whole chunks of this book that I am not familiar with right like if it wasn't if it wasn't kind of generally considered fit to be preached, uh, I didn't know it because I wasn't, I had read through the Bible a couple of times, but I think even my mind was just thinking in terms of like, what, what can be a sermon or what, what's my like, you know, three point outline takeaway from, from these texts. So yeah. I, I, uh, I, I had that kind of moment. And then I was like, I really want to like dive into this text. I really want to know this book. Like I, I just want to know it better. Um, I had been doing comedy at that point for, you know, seven or eight years. So that, that part was just a real natural thing that I was like, yeah. oh man, I think it could be a, a fun project to kind of write about maybe some stuff that's funny in the Bible. Cause I think I had a couple, like, I had a couple like segments that I thought were funny at that point. I, oh, I had come across a verse in Job where Job says, my breath is offensive to my wife. And I thought, <laughs> that's so funny. Like that's right. hilarious. Um, and, and in the original context, it's obviously, it's a very sad thing. Sure, sure. Uh, but that, that text alone, just by itself, just made me giggle so much. Uh, so I was like, let's go through and really read and really go slow. And so it started a process of like uh, a couple of years where I was uh, very intentionally getting up, making like a ton of notes. Um, uh, and then, I'll, and then the, all of those seeds kind of became the Bible is funny. When I started, I was writing these blogs. Um, okay. Just pointing out like funny kind of segments that were, I yeah. was like, oh, this interaction's funny. We don't talk about it much. Um, Cause a lot of them, I was like, I don't know what you'd say. Like, I, I, I feel like sometimes as I've worked through this and, and shared the story, people will think I'm like coming down on preachers or something. A lot of the texts are hard. Like, I don't know what they mean. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I right. don't know what you like take away from it. Um, it's, it's difficult to really process and really think through, but I think just because it's difficult doesn't mean we shouldn't engage with it. Doesn't mean we shouldn't um, we shouldn't you know uh, uh, address it. So that's kind of where the project got started. I I, the, I spent a couple of years really diving in, uh, really really getting to know the Bible more, and then just the way that I feel like I was made. It was like, of course, the stuff that's going to jump out of me is funny stuff because that's what always jumps out of me. That's what jumps right. out of me in every situation. Like it could right. be most serious moment of all time. One thing I've compared the project to a lot is like, um, like when you sort of point out stuff about like your mom to your siblings and you're like, yes. uh, 
that's the best way for me. Like, I love my mom. I, there's no one I respect in this world more than my mom. Uh, but there's some funny stuff that she does uh, that yeah. we can talk about. There's some funny things about her. Uh, and that does not mean like that's that uh, I, I just have felt like that comparison has has made the most sense as to like what this project is. It's this thing I love so much. And then yeah. we point out some funny things about it. You know, yeah, some some inside jokes, some things that you notice, some noticings right. that if that's you're right. paying attention, yeah, is actually funny. Right. Well, and I love that. I think. And I want to know in a minute, I'm going to like ask you a question and then backpedal because apparently I'm a really good interviewer and that makes sense in my brain right now. <laughs> I want to know if you get pushback from people. Um, and then I lost my other question. Wow. I'm so good at this today. Okay. So let's go with that. Let's go with that question. Do you ever get pushback from people on making jokes about like this holy, holy scripture? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, initially when we started the project, just the name uh, was, was kind of rocking. Yeah. People. Really? Like okay. the Bible is funny. Like, uh, and I, and I wrote, I wrote a couple of things about that. Like, cause people will say the Bible is holy. The Bible is uh, sacred. The Bible is life-changing, but they were really like, even just saying that the Bible is funny can is, was like, a was made some people uneasy and uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and of course by saying the one thing, you're not unsaying the other things. Like it just is this thing as well. So um, th that that was a was a little bit of a beat. Honestly, the the Bible is funny community is so great. Like they're so wonderful, um, and I really have not dealt with I think as much as I would have anticipated. Uh, early great. on, there was there was there was it was way more consistent. But I was pretty convinced right from the start that like the more the project went on, the more people would see what it was, and they just didn't know what it was at first. Yeah. Um, so, so there was like, um, yeah, I just, I, I was, I was really, um, convicted about being really patient with people and saying like, Hey, just so you know, like I, I couldn't, I can't stress enough how much this book means to me. And they, yeah. so there was people who just immediately were like, no, no, I love the Bible and you're making fun of it. And I was like, no, 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 that's not it. Like I would never, right. the, the Bible is never the butt of the joke. Like the Bible, it's never like, yeah, right. Isn't this book ridiculous isn't it because that's so the antithesis of what the project is yeah um so i i was just very convinced that if i just showed people that over weeks and months and what has now turned into years uh that that, that the heart of it would come out and by and large it completely has and um it is funny even like now when when people will be like introduced they'll they'll show up on their like you know for you page or something like they don't yeah. they just come across it and they don't know what it is how yeah. the the Bible is funny community will kind of come in and they're always super gentle. Like I just, I just am infinitely impressed by the fan base because they just uh, are that's awesome. kind, considerate. And they'll just say like, yeah, that's not really what he does. That's not really what he's about. Um, and I'm also thankful to them to do that because I'm not great at being in the comment section. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad one of us is responsible. Me or the Bible is funny. Uh, yes. fan base. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would say like my answer to that is yes, there has been some, but I would by and large, it's been it's been way less than I think Good. when I started. I had these a lot of reservations about there's going to I'm going to be completely misunderstood out there like there. Yeah. No one's going to understand what I'm trying to do. And I just kept thinking, I just had like a, a real core conviction that I think if we do it long enough, people will see it for what it is, see the practice of it. Like that was yeah. another thing was, this was never about one joke. This was always about a way of seeing the Bible and a way of interacting with the Bible 
that uh, I think people have caught on with and it's been really fun. Well, it's a way of introducing the Bible, I think, to people that only saw it as this serious text. Like that can be overwhelming to go, I don't even know where to start here. And so I'm just going to not start. But you, by by showing people the both and like we can hold multitudes, you know, it can be funny and important. It can both speak to us and also be super weird sometimes. And so Mm. I love that you leaned into this. And I think you kind of mentioned like, there's nobody else. It was a new thing. There's nobody else doing this. Um, but I love it because you're going to, you're going to reach people that need exactly this thing. Mm. They need someone to go, Hey, there is humor in here. Hey, it's okay to, to mix your sense of humor with your religion or your faith. Like, I think God laughs at me all the time, like all (laughs) the time, because I think God has a sense of humor. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's another question that comes up a lot. And I, there's a couple of, I don't, I'm, I'm very non like definitive on stuff like that. Cause I just don't know exactly, but I do know that we laugh, right? Like we all as human beings, like we laugh, uh, from everything I've seen or read, there's not really a reason. Like there's not really like a biological imperative that we giggle about that somebody like right. farts during a church service and we all crack up. Like why? Right. That, doesn't make, right. that doesn't make our right. species survive. Uh-huh. Um, so you think about like being made in God's image and this thing that brings, uh, that, that fills us up and brings so much joy. And I also just was doing a podcast um, with uh, this really great guy. Uh, Gabriel Lopez, who's God's best friend on the internet. And he, oh, um, he's so funny. And we were talking about Job and there's a chapter in Job, uh, I think it's Job 31, where God is like very sarcastic with Job. Uh, like, I, I don't know how you could read it any other way. Yes. Like asking questions like, uh, surely, you know, you know, where the, where, the, how the sun knows when to go down and the moon knows when to come up because you were around when the world was created, right, Job? <laughs> Like there's just, to me, I'm like, I don't know how you read this other than uh-huh. that, like, this is a sarcastic comment. Um, yeah. So yeah, like, I think that that's definitely out there. And I love what you said about the introduction to the Bible, like, um, and even just maintaining a relationship with the Bible yeah. uh, has been a thing I've seen more so recently, like people that are really hurt by experiences in churches or by experiences with spiritual leaders and trying to provide spaces where it's like, um, Hey, these stories like maybe formed you and these stories might, might still, this book might still be a really important part of your life going forward. And, uh, I love creating a space that's like, you know, that's, that's just a little bit of a safer space. It's obviously like, um, people use the Bible to do, uh, to really manipulate people can use the Bible to do some really, uh, nasty things and, and, and shame people. And, uh, and, and I like, I like having a space that people can have that interaction. Maybe it's their first time. Yeah. I've also talked to some about your first introductions to the Bible. So like when you're a kid and it's like, you know, Jesus loves me and it's all very like um, approachable. It's all very like uh, sort of non-confrontational. And then I think about adults that get introduced to the Bible, like maybe to no fault of their own. They just didn't grow up in a house where this was a common thing. And a lot of times their introduction to the Bible is so different. Like it's so this is, this is the adult Bible. Welcome to adult Bible version. <laughs> and I'm like, and you like, have to read it every day or nothing that you read, read counts. Doesn't every count. day, Leviticus, <laughs> 12 times a year. And it's just like, man, oh man, like what if, like there's a lot of adults that have no Bible background. 
have somebody in my family that like we had a really she just didn't um grow up like knowing all these stories and we were talking about the bible as a family i think we were doing a little family bible study and she was like really overwhelmed because she she started to cry she's pregnant at the time uh Mm -hmm. which may have factored into it but (laughs) she was just like i don't know the story of noah like you guys all are talking like you know noah inside out i don't know that story so i'm like we we got to start to think um with the state of christianity especially in america the way it is now like there's a lot of people that don't have this they don't have a history here so what are those first interactions going to be like? And I don't think they should be like that they, that like Harry Potter book that you open it and it screams at you. Um, right. I think it should be like that this is a beautiful story. And these is, this is a beautiful book full of wonderful, amazing things. And there are going to be things in there that challenge you. I don't deny that. I don't minimize that. Yeah. But man, shouldn't, shouldn't we also give space and time to the stories that encourage or inspire or are funny or are creative or just demonstrate God's love for God's people. Yeah. Like there's so much good about it that I feel like, um, yeah, can kind of get skipped if you get introduced to the Bible uh, when you're a little bit older. So I'm glad you called that out because that's very true. Or even a reintroduction. I mean, even like we talked about mm-hmm. at the beginning, you're inviting, yes, you're inviting people into the Bible, but I think you are helping those people who maybe have been hurt or manipulated and going, hey, like what happened to you? Like that sucked, but mm-hmm. also that's not really what this text means. When someone mm-hmm. lifted those words off the page out of context with no other verses around it, and they just used it and like threw a Bible bomb at you. Right. That's not actually what the Bible is about. That's not what this means. And so I think it can even be a reintroduction of yeah. learn unlearning and then relearning. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And the and the memes version of it, like for for years, I was just making memes was always a little bit of a satire of that. Um, Because it was like, watch this, I can take a verse and make it about trick or treating on Halloween. Uh, if I drop it in that context, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was they, they were always so wild, like they were always so wildly different. I should have picked a less controversial topic. <laughs> Um, but that one in particular sticks out because it was when uh, the Israelites were leaving Egypt and they went door to door and they asked for silver and gold from their Egyptian uh, neighbors. And yeah. so I made a joke about that and was like, this is expert level trick or treating. This is like what you're really <laughs> supposed to do. Um, and it's obviously not about trick or treating, but you, it's, it, was, it was always a little bit of a satire of like, yeah. um, well, if you can pull it out of context to say something crazy, I can pull it out of context and say something silly. Um, yeah. This is, this is, the practice of this thing. Um, so yeah, I think a reintroduction, I think that's very, that's also really fair. I've seen, I have friends personally who went through a process where they kind of walked away from yeah. the faith for a while. And some of them are finding their way back and they're talking about what is my relationship with the Bible going to look like now that I am in this stage of my life and I've learned all this and I um, am choosing to re-engage this thing. So um, I hope it's helpful to people in all those phases. Yeah, I think so. You also have, you wrote a devotion called Curiosities and Uncommon Sense from the Bible. Yeah. Was that, was that pre the Bible is funny? Was that kind of alongside? Mid the Bible is funny. Mid the Bible. Um, it was just, uh, yeah, it just released at the end of last year. Um, and it was so interesting. The journey of that book was so interesting because like I, I mentioned, I started writing blogs at the beginning of this project. Uh-huh. And then um, because the Bible was funny, um, account had kind of taken off and had developed this little audience. And I got the opportunity to write a book. 
And so I got to go back to some of those blogs that I wrote. Um, but the but the blogs had really only like the blogs had no point. Uh, the blogs were just to point out something that I thought was kind of funny in yeah. the Bible. Uh, so the challenge of that book was like uh, to really go, well, what can we learn from these these stories? Like what what is there to learn from these stories? Uh, so I really pushed myself in that book to to look through, to think about my spiritual journey and my the things I've learned and these stories and taking them uh, from the text to in context in the book. The book is all very like uh, supposed to be a proper devotional. People ask me that a lot. I did not. Like, is it that. a joke? They're like, oh, it's a joke. It's all a joke, right? I'm like, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> One, thank you for assuming that because that actually means a lot. Uh, but no, this is a real, this is like a real devotional. Uh, of some things I feel like I've learned from interacting with these stories and what they've taught me about God and God's people and yeah. all these different things that you can learn from them. So it's 60 kind of obscure stories uh, from the Bible that I have. Uh, I share a lot of my personal story in there. And in uh, the kind of the second piece of it was people do ask me a lot, uh, to your point, uh, there's a lot, of, there can be a lot of like shame and guilt with like reading the Bible every day. Uh, and it's, and it's like, some people carry around, I did for a long time, this like almost monk-like, uh, I'm supposed yeah. to be a monk who goes into a garden and reads for 45 minutes uninterrupted every day. So uh, I used to get some, I used to get a lot of questions on that and how to develop like a healthy habit and interaction there. And so I wrote this thing because because uh, every, you know, devotion is, takes you a couple minutes to read. It's going to get you in the Bible. Um, and, and one thing I always told people is you should enjoy the time. Like, it's not a punishment. You're not punishing yourself. Yeah. Like you should enjoy this time in the Bible. There's no reason you yeah. shouldn't laugh a little bit while you're reading. Like, there's no reason that this practice should not bring you joy. Right. Um, so that was the other kind of motivation behind, uh, writing the book. Um, so it's, it came out at the end of last year, like you awesome. said, curiosity is an uncommon sense. And it's been really fun. I love hearing from people. There's people that read it with like their older teenagers, um, because it, it isn't like geared towards kids. It's not like there's a bunch of gratuitous, anything crazy sure. in there. Uh, but it's not, it's just written for me in my perspective yeah. as a 30 something year old. So it's not, oh, it's not like super tailored to kids. Uh, but I have heard from a lot of parents reading it with teenagers and they've said like, it's super fun. And they, they've, the teenagers like really connecting with it because it's not. Um, That's awesome. Uh, kind of a typical thing. So yes, it's been really fun. Thanks for asking about it. I can see that being a perfect age too, of like, like you said, they've come out of the Sunday school or Awana or mm -hmm. like, they're like, okay, I know the, the, what used to be felt board stories, you know, and, <laughs> but I don't want to like, I'm bored listening to this sermon. So I can yeah. see how that would be a good parallel there too. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's next for you or what's next for the Bible? It's funny. Do you have any other projects coming up? Man, we have, we do, we actually do. We have a couple of projects we're working on that I'm pretty excited about. We have like a little awesome. game we're working on. Uh, there's a, there's a children's book uh, that I'm really interested in. Uh, and then I'm, I'm super interested in the more near future, uh, getting to do some live events, uh, getting to do oh, some great. Like, book signings uh, that I didn't really get to do at the, towards, you know, the middle and end of last year, there was still just uh, a hesitancy for gatherings and things like that. Um, so looking forward to get to do some of that. Um, and I'm going to keep putting on silly wigs and, uh, <laughs> shooting TikToks in my living room. That's another one Excellent. of my big plans. Please do. So, um, that's where we're, yeah, that's what we're up to. Awesome. Where can we find, if people are listening, want to come see you, where can we find the list of places that you're going to be? 
That's such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to write um, it down somewhere. It should. It's in uh, right now. It's in a notebook in my office. So <laughs> if you, <laughs> that's the challenge. No, no. We'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll post about it if you follow on Instagram at the Bible is funny. Uh, I'm sure that's where all the information will come out. We're still like finalizing some stuff. It'll be in the summer. Um, so we're we're kind of locking in dates and uh, awesome. things like that. But you can follow on Instagram at the Bible is funny is where you can get all that information. Excellent. Well, Hey, if you come near me, I'm going to, I'm going to show up, but if I show up and you're not in costume, I'm going to turn right back around and walk out <laughs> I'm gonna say that right now. <laughs> That's totally fair. I'm like, this is not what I came here for. Anthony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I totally, people are either there for the costume or for the director of all of the Avengers movies, uh, who is also named Anthony Russo. So no Just walking into a space is a big letdown for me uh anytime i i'm doing it oh my gosh so funny they're like this is not at all what i thought i was coming to <laughs> not in costume <laughs> not that guy okay great cool 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 <laughs> Uh, awesome. Well, Anthony, thank you so much. This has been a blast listeners. Thank you for being here. Hey, if you have any funny Bible stories or things that you want Anthony to act out, send it to him, send it to him on Instagram or TikTok. We are not making any promises that he'll you know, actually take your ideas, but maybe you can remind him of something that he hasn't thought of. So no, I, I think great that's a great, you. I love that that's how you end your interviews. That you like pour a bunch of like <laughs> responsibilities on the guest, you know? Like, hey, yeah. if you have like a GoFundMe you're really passionate about, send it to this <laughs> guest. He would love to support it. Yes, we'll send you his cash app. We'll send you yeah. all the things. Yeah, just uh, you, you send it to him. He really wants to do it. No, that's, that's real. A lot of stuff I do is I do get suggestions for people. So please awesome. send them my way. Awesome, will do. And hey, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm... Um, this summer I've got a couple of different weekends that I'm teaching and I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to do They're not part of like a sermon series or just standalones. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm going to tell you, I'll credit you, but I'm already going through, I'm like, what's a funny story that I can turn into a sermon. Like I'm going to take your seven second TikTok and I'm going to figure out how to squeeze like 30 minutes of content and teaching out of it. So yes. I'll keep you posted on that. Absolutely. Yeah. You, I need to get that link as soon as you get done teaching it so I can watch and I can Deal. learn something about these silly TikToks I make. Deal. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time.